Uh, let's open a word of prayer. Our God, our Father, again, thank you so much for this faithful servant, Daniel. Thank you for the words that you gave him. Thank you for him being this uh, mouthpiece seems to fall short, but this one that you used to share your word about prophecy, about times to come, but really an example of courage, of valor, of honor, of faith, fearlessness in the midst of so many great trials, a testimony to us in these times that we now live, that in some cases, we not do not face literally lions, we face figuratively the lions in our own lives. So, Lord, as we open your word to this wonderful book, and as we close it out, we give you thanks again for it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> My late father-in-law and I were talking one time. Give me Bev. I was asking Dad, um, I had not spoken at uh, down at Linwood Gospel Chapel yet. It was my Saturday night before, and to say I was nervous is an understatement. And I looked at Dad, and I said, Dad, how do you get up there and speak every Sunday? I mean, you're as cool and calm as a cucumber. And he looked at me, and he says, oh, you don't know me, do you? And this old athlete said he reminded me when he used to play sports. He played basketball and baseball. He'd always get keyed up before a game. Didn't matter who he was playing. He keyed up. And he looked at me and he says, you're about to speak on the word of God. Your nervousness means you're ready to go. You're ready to play. God's got you focused. That's what the nerves are about. Press on. Explains my nervousness. This excellent, awesome book has been a favorite of mine for 50 years. I remember the very first time I pulled James Walford's book on Daniel down off the shelf, and I trembled as I read it. I always found it interesting that when you get to Daniel 12, it's the end of the book, and people kind of just gloss over it, except for the one part where we go into the three and a half years about the tribulation. We dwell on that, and then we move on from it. We fail to realize that Daniel is truly a testimony to what faithfulness is, what courage is, what valor is, what honor is. Courage and the faith in God carried him through his whole life. When we get down to Daniel 12, Most biblical scholars will tell you Daniel's in the twilight years of his life. All that has gone before, the 12 weeks that we've spent looking, has gone before he's given, you would think he was given something soft to look at, something nice and easy. God was going to ease him into retirement. No. God really goes after him. Gives him this very, very heavy portion scripture so what does it do in a way it also teaches a little bit about history we had Rocco when he did that wonderful portion and he talked about those great prophecies that were fulfilled and everything in the Middle East 
And it taught us that history matters. After all, it's his story. It's about God's interaction with mankind. As we've seen in the previous chapters, this book has taught us much about character. Again, especially courage in the face of incredible danger and hardship. It's about faith and God honoring that faith. We opened this book with Alan's wonderful little message on Dare to Be a Daniel. You know, it's a song I probably remember being singing when I was uh, a young man. First saved, Dare to Be a Daniel. I think it was one of the things that caused me to be a da- to think about that. Even if it means standing alone against autocratic kings like Nebuchadnezzar, Imagine making a stand before Nebuchadnezzar. You've watched this guy overrun your society and take you into captive. This is a powerful individual. Yet when Nebuchadnezzar calls him into his court to interpret that dream, Daniel very fearlessly, with respect, shares what the dream means. And we all know the story of what happens to Nebuchadnezzar. We even get into the point of what happens with the true evil with Belshazzar. Belshazzar. I don't know about you. If I walked in a room and everybody's partying, especially with some of the stuff that's in the devil, then I don't know if I could carry on. I would not be fearlessly. I'd be shaking in my shoes. But I walk in a room and you see the handwriting on the wall. And Daniel fearlessly shares what that means. This book also teaches about how God will honor us even in our older years. As in essence, we look back. This book, as I said before, covers a lifetime, Daniel's lifetime. In that, there's a lesson even for us. There's a bunch of couple of us who are now pushing. We won't say it. Our lives just don't shut down at 60, 65, or 70. God's got something for us all. Daniel's a perfect example of that. God doesn't forget about us in our later years. He still wants to use us. Maybe not in a way that he uses Daniel. We don't know what the mind of God is. For his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. Isaiah 55. I almost forgot, by the way, by way of review, if you're going to go back and look at Daniel again, put Daniel on one side of the table and put the book of Revelation alongside of it, because they do go hand in hand. Having said all that, I want to take a few moments and look at a look at the close out of this book. The who, the what. And what is the lesson for us? The who. When we study history, it's important to look at the people, an in-depth look at history. One gains a greater understanding as to what's going on by understanding the individuals. In this case, it's two, well, I shouldn't say persons, but it's an angel. It's the chief of the angels. And Daniel. Who is Michael? Michael the archangel. He is called in scripture. 
He's the chief of the annuals, of the angels. Daniel 10, 13, Daniel 12, 1, Daniel 10, 21, and Daniel 9, 16. He's also the angel of the end times. There's first Thessalonians 4, 16, and then Revelation 12. He is a direct tie to the throne room of heaven. Keep one thing in mind. He is not part of the Godhead. He is not deity. He is the highest of all the angels, though. There's even more as you look at scripture. You can do it yourselves. He is the head of a legion of angels. You know what a legion is? Thousands of angels. Daniel, we have spent the last three months reviewing this man. As noted above, most likely now in his later years and approaching the end of his ministry, a rock of a man who, in the, in the face of danger, stayed true to his, his Lord, to his faith, to who he, who he was. So the what? What is this all about? To summarize, it's the end of the days as we know it. It's a description of the latter half of the tribulation, the last three and a half years. If you think what's going on now is bad, yeah, it's bad. The last half of the tribulation, which is totaled seven years total, this last three and a half years is literally, forgive the expression, hell on earth. The planet at this point is coming apart. Earthquakes much worse than the strongest ones that hit Japan at 9.0. Volcanoes that make St. Mount St. Helens look like a minor eruption. Famine across the globe. Murders increase. The slaughter of humanity on a monumental scale. And Daniel is presented with this imagery, which is parallel, as I just said, to the book of Revelation. There are a couple of other things. Considering what Michael is describing in the middle of this is the first that all of us should ponder. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. This should be both thrilling and chilling at the same time. There will be a resurrection of the dead. It's guaranteed. Some to eternal rejoicing. Many of us lost love, lost loved ones. And we're looking forward to that day when we will see them again. Because we've professed that they have done it, and so have we. We refresh that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God has raised him from the dead. We are saved. But the interesting thing is the resurrection to the dead, some to eternal rejoicing, I just said, and some to eternal damnation, eternity in hell. I don't know if you know about it at all, if you read it a little bit. There's a whole um, way of thinking called annihilism. What it is, it means that those who are destined for hell or are going to hell, get into hell, suffer for a while, and boom, they're gone. Everlasting here means eternal. There's no... Oh, okay, I'm going to go to hell for a while, and then poof, I'm gone. No memory of me. No. Stop that line of thinking. It's eternal. It should give us hope 
for those of us who believe in Jesus Christ. But sure as daylights, if you're standing before me this morning, it should scare the living daylights out of you. It should cause you to really ponder your place before God. I really, though, there are some, most uh, theologians would say that this is speaking to the Jewish people. I, I agree, but I also ref- do believe it is referring to those who profess Christ as our Savior. Scripture verses are John 5, 29, Revelation 24 through 6, and Revelation eleven fifteen. 15. <clears throat> the thrilling part is all that there in all this is there are those who will rise in eternity in heaven to see loved ones again. Once again, God's offering an opportunity. Once again, he's reaching out, even in an Old Testament prophecy like this, and take the gift that is offered. We're being encouraged to do that, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. That's a question we all need to answer. Another point in all this is that we have loved ones that need to hear the gospel. Do we want them to go to hell? Or do we want them to be there with us for all eternity? Let's make sharing the gospel with them the highest prayerful priority. He gets more specific here at the end times. Two angels try to explain it more. One holds up his right hand as a way to say that what we're about to share is true and faithful. Another, another theologian has said these two guys, these two angels floating over the water give affirmation to the seriousness of what's going on, that that one angel holding up his right hand is faithful and true. It's a certification that not only the three and a half years of the tribulation are going to happen, but that the whole book is certain and true. Daniel, and I kind of, this is where I kind of go along with Daniel. Daniel says, I don't understand. What do you mean? And Michael's reply, well, let me explain it a little bit more to you. Um, we'll go into a little bit. No, he says, what? Go your way. The book is shut. It's done. You've done your job here. I can almost hear Daniel sighing going, wait, wait, wait. no, 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 no. Go your way and live your life is just like you have been with faithfulness and with peace of mind till the end of the age. This mirrors the end of Revelation 22, 18 through to the end. No one is to add or subtract from this book. Our cry here should be much like Daniel has been told. The book's been shut. Revelation 22. It's been shut. I'd like to read that in closing, if you if bear with me for a moment. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. 
And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away from his part, from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things of which are written in the book. I am coming quickly. He who testifies to these things say, surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you and all. Amen. In closing again, what are we to do then with this? Be about our Father's business. What is that? Which is faithfulness to our Lord and our God, faithful to the household of faith, faithful to our families and our friends. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Our God, our Father, again, thank you so much for this wonderful book. Thank you for Daniel. Thank you for who he was. Thank you that his testimony lives on in your word. And as we go from this place, Lord, truly, as we began this book, help us to be Daniels. Dare to be Daniels. Dare to make salvation known. Dare to share the gospel. Dare to be true and faithful. Even if it may cost us our lives, may we be true just as Daniel was. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.